Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a surprise edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Shilkapati at the Media House. On Monday, following our session with the Eagles assistant coaches, we are in the uh, eight-hour window between this and the Carson Wentz press conference tonight, um, for reasons we don't understand, but that is neither here nor there. The Eagles mini camp is coming up, and there's some stuff for us to talk about. So, you know, Sheila and I split our efforts with the assistant coaches, so instead of talking to each other in real life about what we learned, we're going to do it in podcast form. And then there's some other Eagles news to unpack. Two things. One, I love assistant coach day. Love assistant coach day. Great. They're just around a room. I mean, the setup could be But inside baseball, yeah. It's better when there's like there's tables as there have been in the past as opposed to, you know, standing in the auditorium. This is as, as, uh, you know, silly uh, beat reporter complaints as it gets. But, you know, facts are facts. As always, it would... Be better without, uh, with all due respect, you know, TV cameras oh, yeah, and know, some of those right. questions. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you can, uh, uh, for the most part, their staff seems like a, a group of likable people, for the most part, I said. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, you can get some insight. These are the guys who are around their specific players, you know, day in, day out, on the field. Day ho. In the meeting rooms, day ho. And so uh, I do enjoy getting their insight. Now, one thing I found, you, you'll probably read some glowing reports of different things. Very rare for these guys to say anything that can oh. be remotely critical because their tie to these players is like more intimate than Doug Peterson's or even Jim Schwartz's. Correct. They're around them so much. So they uh, usually form stronger bonds. But yeah, there are little nuggets you can pick up here and there. And I want to pat ourselves on the back. You know, I don't know if we create better content or better writers, but. I feel like in terms of splitting, keeping an eye on where the other guy is. Ooh, locking, not, locking eyes. Locking, not oh, both yeah. of us being in the same huddle. Uh, I, th- I, th- I would put us up there with anybody. I agree with that. I think okay. we do a good job of, uh, of, of finding each other through the sea. Oh, one second. Uh-oh. Yeah, come in. Jimmy Kemsky. Jimmy Kemsky of the pod. has busted in. This is, this, is, this, <laughs> this is unprecedented. Friend of the pod. Okay. Yeah. Uh, DFOP. DFOP, Jimmy Kemsky. Doug, you guys okay for Doug for 3 o'clock? Three o'clock. All right. Is that okay? Uh, what's going to happen if I say no? <laughs> what are they going to do? Probably stick more. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. Anyway, just let you know. Okay. Thanks. Three o'clock. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. That was good. Wow. Inside bed's fantastic. Is that a first? Jimmy, do you want to stay? <laughs> Is that a first we've had as a uh, guest popping in? That's great. Who did you think it was going to be when we heard a knock at the door? Uh, Justin uh, Peel. I thought it was either going to be Les telling us to quiet down <laughs> or a TV person. Yeah, but okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? All right, locking eyes through the eyes, uh, yeah. through the sea of reporters. Okay. So, what was the yeah, most good, uh, good relationship? Well, I don't know. Do you need to do your setup of the show? 
I mean, we're, we're now that all, we're 15 all, minutes in or whatever. This is all birded through the grapevine. Okay. So what was the most interesting thing you heard today from the assistant coaches? I don't know if it was the most interesting thing I heard, but my definitely my favorite thing I heard okay. came out of the mouth of linebackers coach Ken Flajol. And, and boy, you were that there. an upset. We were, we were there together. This was by far the best Flajol session I've ever had. I thought it was pretty good today. Okay. He was asked uh, – now, you, I told you that my favorite thing was something he said, and you said you think you knew what it was. Yes. Do you know what it is? What's, Say what it okay. is, and I'll tell you. My favorite thing is when – he had a couple good things. He said that uh, he's under the impression that Alex Singleton is a tough nut. But that, so Jimmy and I looked at each other and tried to not laugh at that point. But my favorite thing he said was when he was asked about Carson Wentz. And uh, he said, oh, well, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, it's been my experience that, uh, you know, guys coming off the second year of an ACL is always their best year. It's <laughs> like, okay. And then he goes, like, for instance, Joe Walker <laughs> last year. Joe Walker, you know, didn't move around as quite as well the first year coming off the ACL. But then the, last, then the next year he was moving around <laughs> really great. Joe Walker didn't make the team last year. He made the team the first year, and last year he was cut, and then went to, and then went on the practice squad and signed by the Cardinals. He would. Uh, uh, Sheila is showing me uh, eight thirty four. Wentz Joe Walker cop. Yeah, that was number one. That was that was great. That was hilarious if on it, so many levels. Like, just to, wow! If only Carson Wentz can follow the same path as Joe Walker. Of all the comparisons, that was outstanding. <laughs> of all the comparisons, I thought he actually said something crazy. Oh, Joe that. Walker! Me throw a ball. Me Carson Wentz. Me have huge bed. I thought you were going to say something uh, something different. To be quite honest, okay. bit, from the Ken Flajol session again. This is the line. Oh that, yes, I know. Exa- I know what you're going to say because we looked at each other after this one. He was asked about, first of all, he got about 45 Nate Gary questions. Reporters, we got to do a better job. Did he? Before I got there, were there Nate Gary questions? 100. Okay, that's funny. Were you the one who got this response out of him? You, I think, asked him about Nate Gary, or maybe it was somebody else. I think it was actually the second one that followed up mine. He said Nate Gary is, what did he say, the smartest player he coached? He said he could coach the team. I don't know if he said he could. No, he did. He said he can. He coach. said he knows. He, he it feels like he knows more than I do. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, he knows more than I do. Yeah. Did that surprise you? Yeah, that blew me, me away. Me too. That was surprising. I mean, I, I, I'm a Nate Gary fan. Sure. I think I'm I'm towards the top of the fan club. But. Right. Well, that's something to stow away if he's like on the roster bubble. I mean. Yeah, that was very interesting. All right. None of that's really that interesting, I guess. Well, I mean, that. yeah. We're, this yeah. is what we're leading the yeah. show with, so that should tell you what we're going to talk about today. Um, anything else from Ken Flajol? No, no, that's all from Ken Flajol. I started with uh, Jeff Stoutland. I'm going to be writing it's a piece. your boy. You, you might as well. I so mean, I could have spent the whole time. Of course, that. he's the best. You learn things when you're around that man. I agree. Uh, so he was doing a good job. You know, he gave me some good stuff. Gave everybody some good stuff on Andre Dillard. But you know, I'm going to write a big piece on that. So, oh, all right, uh, no, yeah, nothing. Fine. Little tease. Another banger coming. Yeah, nothing. Nothing uh, earth shattering. But uh, that was in- the one thing he got mad at was. You know, somebody was asking him, like, this guy's a first-round pick. He seems very talented. You obviously like him. How are you going to get him in the mix uh, this season? You know, best-case scenario, you have Jason Peters and Lane Johnson. The guy's not going to play. And he gave an answer. And then I guess there was a follow-up of, like, you know, are there different ways to get him into games? I don't know if the the reporter was in. Maybe, you know, an extra offensive lineman. Maybe 
I don't know. Okay, okay. It would have to be a blow, yeah, yeah. blowout or God knows something. we got to get that sixth though lineman. But man, he field. got he got mad at that. He goes, "This is the problem nowadays." <laughs> He goes, no one can focus on the four seconds right in front of them. They want to look at what's going on three months down the road. I don't know what's going to happen. Wow. <laughs> and a very uh, impassioned speech about the problem with uh, today's society. Today's society. So okay. that was good. I enjoyed that out of him. I know people want Jordan Mailata updates. Uh, very complimentary. Everything we've heard in the past, both on background and uh, officially about Jordan Mailata. There was nothing to sort of temper those expectations from Jeff Stoutland. You know, he said, uh, I don't know if he used the word night and day. I think he tried to do like a piano comparison to Dave Spadaro. He said if, uh, you know, this time he, last... He was comparing a piano to Dave Spadaro? No, he, he was saying, uh, you know, if you just started learning how to play the piano this time last year and you had been practicing the entire time... Think You'd of be where Dave you would, Spadaro. Think of where you would be now. You still wouldn't have to work with Bo Wolf anymore. Okay. So life would be good. That's right. Uh but yeah, no, he said he, he's learning the right side. He said he has, he did admit, as we've talked about before, some linemen have that issue. It's harder for them moving from one side to the other. He said he's kind of been impressed with Mylotta. That hasn't been as much of an issue and um, just very okay. complimentary overall. Other offensive linemen, he, he said he knows Jason Peters like the back of his hand. And the plan they have for trying to keep him healthy is basically the same one as last year. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. Right. As we've discussed, he played 75% of the plays. Yeah. I mean, I think they would sign up for that probably this year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, it's going to be very similar. They're not going to ask him to do a lot. They're not going to ask him to practice a lot during the season, and they're going to hope he can uh, he If can they could like games. choose to apportion that playing time, that maybe, would be they good. Would, maybe they would, maybe they the would rather month. save some games yeah. and finish the ones that he does start. Yeah, but. that like don't they have like a Lions 1 o'clock... Uh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. But he doesn't have to play that game. He doesn't need to go to Buffalo. Although that could be a fun one for him. Oh, nice yeah. homecoming. Yeah. Okay. What about, what did they say about uh, Halapulavati, Vaitai? Nothing groundbreaking. Nothing. Said he's doing a, a good job. I think he called him, he didn't say a big, strong, powerful man, but I think he used two of those. A strong, powerful man? I think he might have gone big, powerful man. Oh, okay. So his strength isn't quite... <laughs> <laughs> I think he called him a big, powerful man and said he's doing a good job there, but... You know, nothing that wowed me. Sure. He didn't go over the top. Um, elsewhere on the offense, I had a very brief session with Carson Walsh um, and asked him, uh, do you, you know, do you coach uh, Deshaun differently than you coach J.J. Arcega Whiteside? He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be silly to coach everybody the same. All right, that's good. So that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, this is the first positive sign from him, I'd say. Did he say, and I talked to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, so that's a major difference right there? No. <laughs> he answers <laughs> my questions. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, that's a joke. What, oh, and, and he said, uh, you know, some guys like to some guys like for you to be, you know, hands-on, barking mm-hmm. at them. Some guys don't like to be, uh, you know, yelled at in front of other guys. So, mm-hmm. And I, so I said, how do you, how do you find out? Who, what guys like what? And he said, oh, well, you talk to him. You put your arm around him and say, uh, you know, how do you like to be coached? Hmm. So I guess that that goes to your hands-on theory. Okay. But, Maybe. Yeah. So, so you think he's not being hands-on with everybody? Well, I think he's being... It seems like he's being handsy with the people who want him to be handsy. He's catering his style to the individual. Right. All right. I should have asked him, like, you know, are you going to be able to line guys up correctly? But we never got that far. Because I went to someone else who came in that I... that I Press Taylor? Ditched him. Yes, I went to Press Taylor. What'd you think? 
Good stuff out of press. Impressive yeah. guy, isn't he? Uh, big, big fan of press. Seems very comfortable. He does. I mean, it seems like he's. I don't know if he's had media training. No, or if he's, he's just authentic he's, or what. But uh, yeah, he's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and obviously, he was asked a lot of Carson Wentz questions. I missed most of the most of the Wentz questions. So, anything interesting there? Uh, not really. You know, you know the <laughs> questions about uh, well, what's he going to say about Carson Wentz? That's interesting. Like, you know, do you think he's going to change with this money? No. Uh, like, <laughs> what kind of leader is he? Did somebody uh, ask that? Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. What kind of leader is he? Uh, I think he's a great leader. Um, you know, he's he he thinks it's definitely true that. Wentz is happy to have the knee brace off. Um, I don't know. Other okay. stuff like that. All right. Fan of Sudsy. Said we look for in Clayton Thorson. When he's looking at quarterbacks, he wants to see uh, poise. You want to just, you, you want to like the way the guy plays the game. Mm. Um, and then I said, what are the things that you feel like you can improve at the next level? And he said, well, just like speed of play, like, you know, getting them up to speed in the offense and stuff like that. And then footwork, we, we, we take pride in improving footwork. I don't know. Anything with accuracy? Did he address the terrible accuracy that the guy showed in not. college? Okay. He did not. Just wondering. But he said that he, he, he gave a very uh, old-school baseball scout type uh, thing that he liked about Clayton Thorson, that you, know, you don't get a lot of guys coming into the league who are already married. So uh, it's a nice... He liked that. He likes that. Okay. Life experience, he says. Okay. Interesting. We have a text from Jimmy Kemsky here. Ooh. Headed to wow. Oh, I feel like we guy. should we invite Jimmy on? She should tell him to come up and get, you know. No, he texts that he's going to Pastaficio. Would we like anything? I would say thanks. I'm okay. I'm actually still going to go home in the interim before 3 o'clock. Mm, MBN. Okay. Uh, so maybe just respond. Uh, I'll respond here. I'll respond. Okay. You talk. Right. You don't want anything? No, I think I'll grab something after we're finished from somewhere. Okay. Get some fresh air, but make sure the big thank you. All right. Other stuff that I learned here. Let's see. Press Taylor was asked what's like the you know the next big thing. It was sort of an open-ended question, but some of those offer good answers. Like what's the, you know, you guys went for it on fourth down a lot two years ago that uh, made some waves. What's kind of the next big thing and he said uh he actually said analytic more analytics he said the thing last year where the eagles were down 15 and you go for two no it was 14 right i think he actually got that wrong if <laughs> or maybe it was 15 take a pause you remember this i'm still typing to jimmy okay anyway when you're down i thought it was four- what was the question what was the, the analytics thing the eagles did that it, it was when you were down 14 you go for two the first time right right but there, I guess there's also you could. And they up, did it last year, but they didn't do it the year before. And then what about when you're down 15? You obviously go for two, the first time. I guess so. Yeah. I think that's the one he was uh, referring to. But anyway, he was saying he thinks that's the next big thing. Then he had a great answer. He's like, I don't think this is in the near future, but multiple. You're gonna love this. Who, is this still Press Taylor? Yeah. Okay. He was asked like, what's the next like? Is there something interesting on the horizon right. league, league wide? And he said multiple people who can throw the ball. Ooh, Taysom Hill. He's like, I'm not saying we're like doing this right now, but um, I don't know. He was just like with some of the, I guess, trick plays or yeah, uh, yeah. I guess Taysom Hill. I feel like that's been the next thing for a long time. Really? Yeah, I feel like everyone's always like, what? What if you had two guys who could throw the ball? Trace McSorley in Baltimore, right? Yeah, I don't know. At least he gave something. 
Okay. Okay, so that was interesting. I asked Justin Peel if he heard about the softball game. He said they have they have a, uh, a thread, and everybody was very happy about it that night. Remind me, why would he have back to back to back walk off home runs for oh, the, the three tight ends? Tight ends. Okay. Yeah, that was it. That's all I got out of Justin Peel. Camus Grugier Hill, Ken Flagell talked about. Very yeah, big, yeah, that yeah. I thought so too. Yeah, said he's sort of built for today's game where you you know you're getting spread out a lot. You got to be athletic, be able to cover. He's not a safety playing linebacker anymore, but he has sort of grown into that role. He pointed out that the Eagles specifically were in sub packages 70% of the time last right. year. So yeah. he Who, didn't uh, he didn't give a glowing uh, review for TJ Edwards, I thought. Did well, he said the, the 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 so, early learning curve is is, swimming is very steep, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, these guys get no reps. Yeah. Okay. He was asked about Paul Warlow. He was. And he said, uh, can't make the club in the tub. Okay. Not in those, not in so few words. Well, I know we're jumping all over the place, but yeah, there's (laughs) that made, that reminded me of Corey Unlin's response to Sidney Jones. Oh, we're jumping to Corey Unlin. Okay. What do you say? He's been on the field for 10 practices and Mm. that's a huge step in the right direction. Wow. I know that's right. Uh, I didn't know exactly how to take that one. He didn't. Uh, yeah. Challenge. Yeah, I thought. I, I don't know if it's a. You know, I was thinking it might be sort of an effort, organizationally, to not totally hype this guy. Not up. gas him up. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, I, you know, he did not gas him up. Okay. I guess he wasn't over the top with really anybody. I didn't get any Unlin time, so I'm curious. Uh, I, l- I love an Unlin session. Yeah, so. Unlin's good. Uh, guy knows ball, loves ball. Asked a lot about Rasul Douglas. I thought he was complimentary. But you asked a lot, or no, he, he was, was asked, asked a lot. lot. Okay. That was the guy who was asked about the most. I thought he was complimentary, but not over the top. I mentioned the Sidney Jones thing. He's like, oh, he's had some good ball production in the spring, and he, but then he kept saying he's been out there all ten practices, which is the biggest thing. What about Avante Maddox? He wouldn't bite on whether he's better inside or outside. He said, I'll tell you when we have a game and we Mm -hmm. have to decide the best way to deploy him, basically. We've seen he's still practicing in both spots. Uh, Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby said those guys have been in every meeting. They're veterans. They know what they're doing. He he wasn't biting on any of the, how's this thing going to play out? Who are the starters? Any of those? Uh, he was not going to go there with any of those questions. Okay. I don't think he got a Crave on LeBlanc question, which was... Oh, strap. I did ask him, I said, uh, do you have more flexibility to use different types of sub-packages and that, that kind of thing this year? And he said, I think that would be a fair statement. Ooh. Mm, little, nice. Did I, did I touch on a little something Ooh, there? I like that. Maybe. And you, and you were excited that he, he gave somebody a certain plaudit. Yes. He said, uh, he was asked, asked about Deho. Andrew Sendejo. Dejo. Me say Dejo. Dejo come and me wanna come pick. I didn't know if you were done. I'm done for now. Naya gets very upset when I do the preemptive clap and she's not done her uh, performances in the living room. Okay. I didn't want to have that happen here. Okay. Okay. Uh, He said Dejo loves ball. Our kind of guy. Mm. They've been raving about Deho, huh? Yeah. Did you see Deho at the club after the uh, DB's dinner? No. It's getting after it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw. I just saw the uh, 
Avante Maddox having to pick up the check. Yeah, what was it? Four G's? Something like that. Mm, I feel like they, they didn't get after it quite enough. Yeah, could have been worse. Okay. Um, spent some time with uh, Philip Daniels, new defensive line coach. PD. Um, enjoyed, enjoyed talking to him. He's excited about the defensive tackles, and he thinks we're sleeping on the defensive ends. Oh. He likes... Uh, you know, he likes a Vinnie Curry. He thinks uh, Josh Sweat could be on the come. He's a big Brandon Graham fan. Uh, high expectations for Derek Barnett. Too early to, too early to tell on Sharif Miller. Um, I don't know. I liked him. Like Philip Daniels? I like Philip Daniels. I'll tell you what, he looked like he's still hitting that weight room, huh? Yeah, Philip Daniels looks to me like he could, he could, I'd rather take him than Sharif Miller this year. I don't know year. what he's putting up on the bench, <laughs> but man, and that. Uh, that fitted long sleeve there. Uh, Phil Daniels is a big, yeah. strong, powerful man. Those uh, those those pectorals were extending across he's, the room. Yeah, there. he's not messing around. <laughs> That's good. Good to have a strong D line coach. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> now he's been the assistant under uh, Chris Wilson for the last two years okay. before uh, usurping that power. Deuce Daly didn't talk to Deuce at all. Asked about Boston Scott. Hmm. I'm, quote, very high, unquote, on mm. Boston Scott. But then he also said he wants Darren Sproles back, right? He did. He said, this was kind of interesting. He said Sproles calls him and texts him all the time with, like, uh, with like stuff he's seeing around the league that, like, they could add to the Eagles' offense. Interesting. He's, like, I'm wondering if he wants to be a scout or something with these things, these ideas he's given me, which was weird. He's, like... I would definitely want him back, of course, but he didn't. I didn't get any indication that the organization is bringing him back. Yeah, but now it's just my read. I mean, he's not going to say I don't want Sproles back. I mean, it's like it's what did back. he say about Bosco? I just Other told than you very high. Then I kind of tuned out. Did he say he's very low on Corey Clement or Josh Sweat? I mean, Josh no, Adams. That's the thing. As we or Wendell Smallwood. As we discussed, he did yeah. not say that. He said Miles Sanders is going to be special. Mm. Talked to uh, Dave Phipp. Said that uh, you know Deshaun Jackson will be involved in the punt return game, but uh, probably not a ton. Uh, he said they they used him probably a little bit too much. It was Phipp's first year was Deshaun Jackson's last year. Okay. Um, even though Deshaun was very very willing to do that, he he spoke very highly of Deshaun. Um, and then he said we don't we don't know who who the other returns. This is your second be. podcast today. The other one was filmed last night. Mm, kind of cheap, but okay. Um, well, I think it was a good episode of Everybody Hits okay. last night. Recommended. Um, Bosco leading the way, but he's got a lot to prove. Um, other punt returners involved. He mentioned DeAndre Tompkins and Mark and Mitchell. Uh, so those is that somebody who's actually on the team? He is, okay. yes. Uh, kickoff return, same deal. Uh, you know, he mentioned that Corey Clements last year was a bit of a uh, bit of an emergency option. Uh, it's, he, he doesn't have the short area dynamism you might like in that position, which I think we all know. He also struggled to catch the ball. And then, you know, he said uh, he would like to give Miles Sanders a shot as a kickoff returner, but but that's not necessarily his decision. Okay. Okay. Did you talk good. to Tim Houck? Uh, no, I jumped in there at the end but couldn't get a question in. Okay. That's on you. Is there anybody else? Is that everybody? I think those are my most interesting notes. All right. Alex Singleton. Got a feeling he's a tough nut. 
I feel like a lot of people were talking about him today. Really? And I, was I heard like, one question. Who? No, Fip. I think Fip mentioned him. He did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Like unprompted. Hmm. Odd. File it away. Okay. All right. What else we got? Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, according to Adam Schefter, has reported, despite the expectation that he might not. Do you owe me something for this? Didn't we have a little wager on this? I said he was going to show up, and you didn't? That might be the case, but you also owe me something for Joe Douglas still being with the Eagles when we recorded our last podcast. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, we said that, so I won that one. Is that exactly what it was when we were Yes, you said, you said by the time we record the next podcast, will he still be with the Eagles? And I said yes, and you said no, and but, then... But was that an emergency pod? It was an emergency pod. That, that, was, that was actually later than it should have been. We were supposed to record that day. All right, somebody uh, on Birdsman, somebody check the tape. Tell us where we're at with these. Uh, what do you make? Let's start with Malcolm Jenkins. Well, I wonder. I don't know what the conversations are behind the scenes, but uh, I think it's smart to, you know, we'll see if he's doing what I mentioned, the old uh, show up but don't do anything. You know, stay on the sideline. We'll see if he does that or if he just participates. I mean, he's been... His Instagram feed has just been uh, taken over by his workout videos. So maybe this Fantastic. Will, may, well, I, I don't know if I would go that far. I'd, maybe that can come to an end now. I'd like to know who, like, who's throwing those passes. <laughs> like, who's he, who is he guarding? So he doesn't, get, he, he doesn't face the fine for not showing up for the mandatory minicamp. I would say it's a good sign for him to probably show up. Yeah, I mean, camp. you know, he was going to those DB team dinners. Like, yeah. he's still involved with the team, even right. if he's not here. I, I think it's... In, in a sense, much ado about nothing. Um, I think that they will work something out. As do I. We'll see when. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I guess we can uh, talk a little bit about Joe Douglas. Okay. We were out ahead of that bad boy. We sure were. Um, what do you, uh, not necessarily what do you make of the decision, but what do you make of where the Eagles go from here? Well, they added Andrew Barry, right? What's his official title? Uh, I believe his official title is guy who Sashi Brown stands can point to and say he wasn't a failure. Okay. Or something like that. All right. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, no, so they obviously, I mean, we had talked about it for the entire offseason. How every time Jeffrey Lurie was asked about Joe Douglas, it was sort of, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Tepid? I feel you like. read too much into that? No, I just, yeah. like, I like Joe Douglas, yeah. obviously, you know, our close relationship. But people are. I think that people are, like, making too, way too much out of it. Not only, like, like, what are we really giving Joe Douglas credit for? He joined, he joined the 2016 offseason, right? So after the, after the Wentz draft. So we had nothing to do with that. Okay. The next year, they drafted Derek Barnett. Okay, good pick. Sidney Jones. So let's say we're talking about the Super Bowl. Like, oh, Joe Douglas helped deliver a Super Bowl. Okay, Derek Barnett played a role. No one else in that draft played a role, right? They signed Corey Clement as an undrafted free agent. Maybe you get some credit for that. Seems kind of meaningful. That's pretty good. Okay, that's two players. Um, You know, who knows what role he had in the veteran free agent signings that year. Your Chris Longs, your Patrick Robinsons. Um the next year, you know, okay, Dallas Goddard, great. But we, the, there's two things. One, we have absolutely no idea, like, what the workflow is, 
what Joe Douglas gets credit for, uh, how decisions are made, whether it's from the analytics staff, uh, from, you know, coach input or whatever. Um, and it's not like, you know, the, the core of this team that, like, that makes them successful were almost all here before Joe Douglas got here. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is, I, I think that if he like if he's going to take a, a big portion of his scouting staff with him, that is a meaningful thing that the scorned lover. That's what you are right now. I just think like your what, man like, left you. You don't know what to do. You're beside yourself. You're taking it out on him. I think his <laughs> biggest value is like league-wide people pointing to the uh, pointing to Howie Roseman and saying, "Oh, well, he's got a football guy with him now," mm. like or league-wide or even players been like okay there's like there's a football guy in there it's not just uh you know this number cruncher who's running running the show it's a face it, it could be anybody they might as well hire like i don't know hire chris long to do the job it'd be fine all right i think the truth is in between what you're saying and what some others are saying about what a huge loss is i don't like he's not some scouting savant right well we don't know well what you said is right we don't know which moves he Championed and which ones he said don't do that. Maybe right. some of the ones uh, that were good he, he he was not on board with. I mean that's possible. Howie Roseman sure. was making the final decisions. I think what we can give him uh, credit for was he, he was sort of a you know up the ladder, a a right hand man if you will for that stretch of two years as they were building a Super Bowl team and even where they are now. I mean, this is after the Super Bowl a couple years later, yeah. but the roster is really, really good yeah. right now. I mean, one of the best rosters in the NFL. I think what I find most interesting about what they do next is that I felt like he was the balance, which I don't know if this is necessary or not, but I felt like there was sort of the analytics side and then and Jeffrey Lurie talked about this on my piece in The Athletic which you can read and subscribe but sort of combining the observational scouting the psychological stuff with the you know maybe the more analytically focused stuff and it seems like they've been trying to find this formula of putting that all together and making it work and it seems like he was certainly on one side of it not the analytics side the other side of it and so now where do they do they want someone to fill that role I mean you were joking about the football guy thing but like that's kind of what it was you know the more traditional scouting do you want someone to balance out the other side of scouting or do you, or will this move even more towards the analytics side? I mean, if, if Andrew Barry is the guy, you would think it moves more. I know he's not just an analytics guy and, you know, Al Calabi's running that department, but you would think it, uh, you know, it certainly, it seems like he would be, I don't know if the word is more open to it, more, uh, you know, encouraging it, championing it, whatever. Uh, that would be kind of interesting. Or if they were just, you know, Andy Weidel, who we saw, right. who was, I, I know some people probably don't know who some of these people are, but he was kind of like Joe Douglas's right hand. Right. I mean, I rarely s- remember seeing them apart. <laughs> Every game they're walking together, they're sitting together, um, everywhere you go. Uh, and, and there has been speculation that maybe Weidel will go with Douglas to the Jets. If he doesn't, and if he fills that role, then it might be even less of like a change right. than you would even anticipate. So I think those are some of the things to kind of keep an eye on about what direction they uh, they go in here. And then the other thing, and I don't think this can be undersold, is that he worked with Howie without a blow-up for a few years. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. that. I mean, 
not too old. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's you know that, and maybe that's how he uh, adjusting and changing in his second run as a GM. But certainly during his first run, uh, that was an issue. Whether it was some of you know some of the stuff we see happening with other teams around the league, whether it's uh, in fighting, power struggles, a guy not being happy working with somebody else. I mean, I don't know if it was perfect, but it certainly seemed like it was good enough. A good working relationship uh howie roseman said specifically douglas is not a yes man he doesn't seem like someone who would just like sit back and not voice his opinion so that in that sense it's kind of like an important uh important voice where you would want the next person to hopefully be able to do the same thing i saw your tweet about uh you know how like getting along with everybody is is one of the most uh underrated skills for someone in that position i look at it a little bit differently in okay. that that should be sort of table stakes. Like the first criteria should be don't be an a-hole. And yeah. then from there, like w- then we can just move on. Mm, okay. That's all. All right. Okay. It's Joe Douglas. Joe D. How do you think it's going to work out for him there? Tough situation. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go great. Nice job by his agent though. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I mean, let's be honest. Joe Douglas is probably not getting that job if Jimmy Sexton's not his agent. Uh, maybe. Could be right. I think that's how pretty much all these jobs are filled. Okay. Who's your agent? Sounds like a story I would like to read. Hmm. I feel like I have this eye itch that I just can't Yeah, you've really been going after that left know, eye. Is it really red? Lisa Lopez over here. Hmm, I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Good. Anything else? No. Okay. I didn't bring any snacks today. I didn't know it was going to be this uh, extended day. We thought we were going to, yeah. Oh, well. Well, that'll do it. A little truncated uh, episode for us to fill it, pass the time. Thanks for listening. For Sheil and Jimmy Kemsky, I'm Bo, and we love you.